0: Humility is an extremely important part of our lives as we are serving here in Christ's church and serving his kingdom. So before I get into everything, I just want to open with a word of prayer. All right. Father God, we thank you for this night, Lord. We thank you for um, bringing us together um, as uh, your church body, Father God, as brothers and sisters into your house, Father God, to worship you, to have fellowship, and most importantly, Lord, to learn about you and to be in your presence, Father God. So, Lord, on this night, I pray that you open the hearts of everyone who is um, here tonight, Father God. I pray that you open their hearts. Let them take in the message um, that you have um, bestowed upon me, Father God. Lord, I pray that you speak um, through me, Father God. Lord, I lift everything up to you, Father God. Anything that may come from my mind, Lord, I pray that you remove it, Father God, and let you and you alone speak through me tonight, Lord. Lord, we thank you for everything. We lift this up to you, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So, ministry and humility is going to be my title for today. And so, our anchor text is going to be in Romans 12.3, which is actually pretty cool. Um, I remember the last time I was up here um, giving the message, um, my anchor text was Romans 12.1 and 2. So, it just like a, it's just like a continuation of last time a little bit, you know? So, with that being said, um, let's go ahead and read this verse together. One, two, three. For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly, as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. Romans 12, 3. Awesome. So, what I want to get started with is the measure of faith. So, let's go to our first point, which is the measure of faith and I have it highlighted here. Um, Specifically, I want to focus on these words. And as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. So, as I was studying this, um, I was a little confused at first at what um, Paul was referring to when he wrote these words. Um, You know, I think it's very common for um, all of us to think that when we read the word faith in the Bible, the first thing that we automatically think of is saving faith. Like, oh, Um, Because of my faith in God, um, I am saved. Because of my faith in the Lord, um, Jesus Christ has, you know, given us the Holy Spirit. And so, therefore, I get to go to heaven because of my saving faith. However, um, in this case, it is not actually saving faith that Paul is referring to. So, um, in this context, Paul is not referring to saving faith um, because he used the word measure right there. A measure of faith. So, we know that saving faith um, cannot be measured. Therefore, one person cannot be saved more than the other person. So, for example, because I did more things for the Lord, therefore I'm more saved than a person who just accepted the Lord. That's not true. We are all equally saved under saving faith. So, if this is in saving faith, then what is Paul referring to by a measure of faith? So... I read in a commentary, and I got my answer, and I'll share that with you guys. Faith in this context is not saving faith, but rather faithful stewardship, the kind and quantity required to use one's own particular gift. Every believer receives the exact gift and resources he needs to fulfill his role in the body of Christ. It's a little wordy, but um, I'm going to break that down for all of us. So in this case, a measure of faith is almost like, you could say, a resource that God has given to us to effectively carry out our role, which he has assigned to us upon being saved. So, basically, saving faith, or not saving faith, a measure of faith, is, in a sense, like a resource in which, um, you know, God has given it to you, and it's the exact amount that you need. So, it's not necessarily... Something that, um, not necessarily something that is like, how do I word it? Not something necessarily to, um, you cannot gather it. However, God has just given you the exact amount of faith or measure of faith that he has um, given to you. So, let's move on to Romans, or how, okay, how does this relate to humility? So, I was also thinking about this. It's a little tough, this part. And so, but, but when we, how does this relate to humil- humility? And it relates to humility in the way that I believe we need to look into the context of what this whole entire section of Romans 12 says. More specifically, Romans, not just verse 3, but Romans verse um, 12, verse 3, all the way to 8. So, if you look in your Bibles, um, this section here is titled, Many Gifts But One Body. So here in this section of text, we see that Paul is talking about gifts and servitude and is instructing the early church on how to approach these topics. So how does this relate to humility? So let's go to Romans, the next couple verses over Romans 12, 4 and 5. Now as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function, in the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. So, here um, we see again the very famous um, anatomy analogy um, throughout the Bible that Paul uses quite often. And in this, we know that a human body... um, within a human body, we all have very important organs, very important body parts, Um, you know, things such as the brain, such as the heart, and even like the arms and the legs. Uh, And we also know that without a certain part of the body, our entire body will suffer. For example, a body without arms is not going to be as effective as a body with arms, correct? Additionally, We also know that certain parts of a body, when removed, um, it can't just operate at all. For example, if we have a body and our heart stops beating, we die. So with this, we know that certain parts of a body have a much larger impact than certain other parts of a body. So now we can relate this to the likeness back to our church body here at FICF, for example. One thing is very certain, though. All the parts need to be in 100% working order for the body to be at its most effective state. Therefore, as Paul likened the body, to the church body to our human anatomy, we as servants or parts in our church body cannot afford to think of ourselves in a way in which we perceive our role to be much more important than another's. We must humble ourselves down to a place in which we realize that we are all servants in God's kingdom, working alongside each other for our God. So what does this mean? Um, this means that, you know, although they, we know that certain roles, certain ministries within our church are much more impactful than others, we cannot afford to think that like, oh, because mine is so m- much more impactful than another person's, that therefore if... My ministry is so much more important than them. I'm more important than them. No, we must think in a way in which we are humble enough to perceive that we are all working for the same God. We're all working to our God's goal. We are all equal members here within this church. So in that, for example, we can say that, oh, the role of a deacon is much more impactful than the role of, let's say, the person who is vacuuming the floor Outside or sweeping the floor outside after our pot plays. That is true. The role of a deacon is qu- quite and substantially more impactful than simply sweeping the floor. However, we, un- we must understand that within the church, within God's kingdom, as servants of God, we are all serving the same God. We are all serving the same um, goal. So with that being said, we n- must know that... <clears throat> the importance is not um, one or the other. We are all equally important because if one part is there, then the rest will suffer. For example, within our church, if we had no deacons, then our pastor is going to have a hard time. The rest of the church body is going to have a hard time. If we didn't have the floor sweeper, then that place is going to get dirty and remain dirty after. And therefore, the next following pot blesses, we're going to suffer. So, Therefore, we must understand that we um, are all serving alongside God and that we must humble ourselves down. So um, that brings me on to number two here, which is um, serving God with humility. Okay, so let's go up to the next part of Romans twelve three that I'd like to focus on, which is um, the highlighted words here. Instead, think sensibly. Okay, so um, I want to give like a little personal story about my time um, when, you know, serving back there on the computer because that's where I sit most of the time, not up here. So, you know, so I've been serving back there on the computer for very, very long time. Um, You know, since I was like still in high school and I used to serve there like pretty much Sunday to Sunday to Sunday before we got the team. Shout out to my team, shout out to um, Neumil and Jamie Thank you guys, I appreciate you guys. So um, before I had my team, I would serve Sunday to Sunday, um, just you know clicking space bar on that computer and doing everything. Um, but because of that, um, I ended up growing very prideful in my role as the computer guy, the main and only computer guy. So I began very, I began growing prideful and I started thinking very highly of myself and my ministry here at FICF and eventually Unfortunately, that pride ended up turning it into a form of resentment. So in my case, I was serving back there on the computer, not because of my desire to serve the Lord, but because of my own pride in what I did. I thought that my role as the only computer guy, who, the only guy who knew how to do that stuff back there, was much more important in comparison to the other ministries and other roles that my fellow churchmates, my brothers and sisters um, were doing, that were serving alongside me. And whenever I felt that my ministry was being disrespected or it wasn't getting the respect I deserved, I began growing resentful towards those people, towards those who were around me. And in that case, you know, I wasn't thinking sensibly. Um, another um, uh, translation is think sober-mindedly in this case. And so in, in this, I wasn't thinking sensibly. I thought I was the best guy. I thought, oh, Without me, without John John on the computer, the church will fail on a Sunday. Because, oh, what, what, will, what, what will the lyrics say without me clicking the space bar back there? How will the singer sing? How will Pastor Joe click through his slides? I started thinking so highly of myself, and I started becoming so prideful. And whenever someone started testing me, I started getting mad at them. I wouldn't, like, lash out at them, but... It was like a festering resentment that just stayed within my heart. And, you know, eventually um, I had to realize that. And so let's go on to the next verse here, which is Philippians 2, 3, and 4. I got two verses back to back. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourself. Everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. And next up, Romans 12, 16. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Oh, I wasn't supposed to show that part yet. But So, like I stated earlier, um, some ministries or roles have a much larger impact on the church body. However, no matter how big nor how small um, the impact of your ministry is, um, we are all working alongside each other to serve one God. So let us work together in harmony as we all have the same overall goal of serving our God. So I realized this when I was forced to go on leave in December last year. They, they like, they had to force me to stop doing the computer. And on that time, like it was so hard for me to not serve back there, even though originally or it grew to a place where I wasn't serving God, but serving my pride and you know, sitting there in the seats instead of sitting back there during a Sunday service, it made me realize how important and how um, important the other roles of ministries here are at church. The singers, our pastor, our deacons, um, the, the ladies, shout out to my mom, shout out Auntie Marcy, and all the ladies who be, you know, whipping up the food and bringing it out here, cleaning the dishes after we're done eating. And, you know, shout out to our deacons again, you know, Tito Orly, um, Uncle John, uh, you know, even Tito Lito, Tito Edgar. They're sweeping the floor after we're done eating. All the crumbs, they're there. They're doing that. And I realized how important the ministries were. And I realized how um, prideful and how selfish it was of me to think that, Oh, because I'm the guy on the computer, the only one who could do it, that I thought I was so much better. My ministry was so much more important than everyone else. And I realized that wasn't the case because, you know, we are all serving one God, like I stated earlier. We are all serving for one goal, and that's to further Jesus Christ's kingdom, right? No matter what role God has given you, no matter what you have done, no matter what you do, we know that we are all equally serving God. We are there to serve one purpose. So my brother said something on Sunday that I was like, "Ooh, I'm going to steal that. And pride has no room in serving God. Thank you, Kuya. So, yes, I, he said it. I was like, oh, that's a good one. I'm going to steal that one for, for when I go on Wednesday. So, yes, pride has no room in serving God. You know, I began getting so prideful, I had to get forced to leave. And just really reflect upon my time and really what I was doing, sitting back there, why I was serving God in the first place. You know, why was I getting so mad at everybody who gave me, who came out to me with their problems regarding the computer? Why was I getting so mad at them? It used to not be that way. And that's really just my own pride just creeping up on me and really, um, you know, just taking a hold of what I was doing in my ministry as, you know, the computer guy. So, you know, let's, um, let's go to um, our next one, which is humility builds each other up. So I want to jump forward in Romans 12 a little bit, jump forward a little bit more to Romans 12 9, or 12, 9 through 12. And here it says, Let love be without hypocrisy, detest evil, cling to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Take the lead in honoring one another do not lack diligence in zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. So I have like three little highlighted sections here that I would like to go over. So the first part, love one another deeply. So how does humility build each other up? How does that work? So why is it the case that if I'm, a humble servant of the Lord, how does that build up my fellow servants of the Lord? How does that work? So here we can see that it says, love one another deeply. So as a servant of the Lord here at FICF, we need to, you know, love our fellow church members deeply. We are brothers and sisters in Christ after all. So, you know, I love my parents. I love you, mom and dad. But you know what? I also love you, Auntie Annabelle, my fellow sister in Christ here at FICF. I also love you, Auntie Rachel. You know, we must love each other deeply in a way that we care for each other. We're there for each other. You know, we're not better than one another. Like I said, we must be humble. We're not better than one another. Just because, oh, um, you know, I have the lead position in this said ministry, then therefore I'm better than this person. That is not true. No. Um, we must love each other in a way that, like, you know, we care for each other. It's like, oh, if I see um, someone in another ministry, um, another role, he's having a hard time. Let's say, uh, I don't know, Tito Edgar looking a little tired, sweeping the floor after, um, bless. you know, he's looking a little tired. He's maybe sweating a little bit. It was a hot day. You know, I'm going to step in there and be like, hey, Tito Edgar, I'll help you out and help him sweep the floor. If it looks like there's a lot of chairs to stack, a lot of, um, you know, tables to put away, and it's only Tito Orly who's putting them away. And you're free? Give a helping hand. Tito Orly would love to help. You know? It's not like, you know, oh, I'm doing this, this is my role, so I'm not going to help in the other roles. No, that's not true. We must be humble, and we must love each other deeply and care for each other. So next up, take the lead in honoring one another. So the way I perceive this is like, oh, it's like giving compliments, you know, giving a nice little compliment. It's like, oh, when my dad, you know, played the guitar out here like last Wednesday. It's like, oh, you know what, Dad? Good job, guitar playing last week. You sounded good. Or it's like, it's like when my Kuya gave the Lord's message um, last Wednesday and on Sunday. It's like, you know what, Kuya? Shout out to you, bro. You sounded good, except for the little like water bottle slurp. But you know, we'll we'll get we can get over that. Shout out to you. Like, good job. You know, honor one another in your ministry. If the singer sounded good to you that day, let him know. Be like, yo, you guys sounded great. Praise God. If Pastor Joe delivered a message and you really resonated with it and it really impacted you in your life, tell Pastor Joe, thank you, Pastor Joe. You did a good job. Praise God. Or, you know, if you're a singer even and you notice that the sound guy, did an especially good job today in making you sound good. (laughs) Then let Tito Edgar know. Or whoever's sitting back there. Let him know. Thank you for making me sound good for the God. Amen. So, honor one another. Give each other compliments. Be humble. Just because, like, oh, no one's giving me compliments, I'm not going to give out any compliments to anybody else. No one's telling the people on the computer, hey, good job clicking the space bar today. No one's saying that, but it's okay. We don't need the compliments. We don't serve for the compliments. However, if you do feel, you should feel moved in your heart to really honor one another, really, you know, tell each other good job. You know, it's like, um, you know, I work at Num, Num Boba. Shout out to Num, Num Boba. Um, and I think it's very important to have a good work culture back there in the kitchen. And so it's very important to be like, I'm um, like, you know, for example, I got a coworker, his name is Diego. I see Diego, he's mopping the floor real good. I was like, hey, good job, Diego. And then I have my other coworker, uh, her name's like McKenna. I'm like, hey, good job, McKenna, working on that boba today. You know, complimenting each other in your workplace, it brings good work culture. And if you guys are being nice to each other, you know, lifting each other up, building each other up, then, you know, the whole kitchen is going to be doing so much better. The workplace is going to get more fun. Everyone's going to, you know, work more efficiently. And things are just going to be easier for each of you. Same thing goes for here at church when we're here serving God on a Sunday or a Wednesday or whenever we're down here. You know, it's like, good job, Pastor Joe. Good job, Kuya. Good job, Tito Edgar. Everybody, you know, compliment each other, honor each other. Good work culture Good church culture, amen? We can have good church culture. We can be nice to each other, honor each other, give compliments every time, from time to time. All right, and lastly, this part right here, be persistent in prayer. It is prayer service after all. We are here on Wednesdays. You know, prayer service ended up coming from prayer meeting, and look where we are now. We're giving, like, full messages on a Wednesday. Praise God. But I want to emphasize prayer here, especially because you know it's like the theme on Wednesdays prayer, prayer. And so, when we're serving alongside each other in our ministries, we need to understand that, like, yo, we need to pray for each other not just like when we're here at church, not just on Wednesdays or on Sundays, but we need to pray for each other. Pray for your pastor, he gets stressed. Pray for your pastor. You got to pray for him. Like like my brother said, and I'm going to restate it again. Preparing messages is very hard. It's so hard to get up here and to speak to everybody. You know, the devil going to try to attack you everywhere you go. Like I was driving to the coffee shop. D- don't be scared, mom and dad. But I was I was driving to the coffee shop and to, you know, just sit down and, you know, work on my message and study and th- this dude cut me off on the freeway and he, o- he almost like ran me off it was crazy but praise God like he was there for me and he kept me safe but aside from that the Lord is like really attacking those who come up here so really pray for your pastor additionally pray for those who are also involved in ministries that you know of pray for the singers Pray for the instrumentalists, those who are up here on stage leading worship. Pray for them. They need it just as much. Also, pray for our media team sitting back there behind the little, little desk. Thank you, Loretta and Larry, for building that for us. It looks super good till this day. Um, pray for them. They, You know, it's hard being back there. There's a lot of things that are out of your control sometimes when you're sitting back there. Sometimes the computer doesn't want to work. Sometimes, like as we saw earlier, the microphone don't want to work. So I got to use this one now. So, you know, a lot of things are out of our control sitting back there. And so we really just need to cover that with prayer as well. Pray for your pastor. Pray for the singers up here on stage. Pray for those sitting in the back. Pray for the people who are stacking the chairs. Pray like, Lord, Lord, please, Lord, whoever's stacking the chairs today, make sure he doesn't pull his back when he's doing it. You know, really just pray for everybody. Cover each other in prayer. That's one thing in which we can build each other up. And so let's move on. Let's move on. So let's go to my next verse. Ephesians 4, 16. From him, the whole body, fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament, promotes the growth of the body for building itself up in love by the proper working of each individual part. So you know, here we are again, here we are again, with the human anatomy, body part analogy, um, you know, comparing it to the likeness of the church body. And so, I want to, uh, you know, tell a, a story though. I want to tell a little story, um, a little story about, um, you know, when I was working at Num Num Boba again. A lot of things happen when I'm working at Num Num Boba. I love that place though. But, um, You know, we used to have an old employee. I won't, you know, I won't use her real name because it's not going to be a good story about her. So let's name her, um, let's name her uh, Susie. Susie, okay, Susie. So Susie, um, Susie was a good employee. Like she did her job. She was good at making drinks. She never made mistakes on drinks. She had okay customer service. She cleaned up. She cleans up the messes when she makes them. Overall, good employee. Like, she does her job. to And, like, she wasn't lazy, but she did her job. However, and here's the however part. She was so prideful. Extremely prideful in what she did. Like, she was just such a, a pain to work with. Not because she sucked at her job, but because she thought she was so good at her job. So... In this, like, um, you know, working with Susie, it was just so, like, annoying to be like, she always thought she was better than you, super demeaning, super like, oh, I'm better than this, so um, you, uh, John John, I'm better than you, so you be the one to wipe and mop the floor in the lobby after everyone leaves tonight. Or she would be like, oh, you know what, uh, John John, I'm, too, I'm like the best person here at making drinks. So therefore, you got to be the one to stick your hand in the hot um, boiling water to get the boba out. So <clears throat> she just thought she was so much better than everyone else. She thought, like, oh, she was the best employee. And yeah, she was good at her job. I'll give her her flowers. I'll give her her credit. She did her job well. However, just working with her, that culture that she created in the workplace was not good. So, I want to um, make a challenge to you guys, the audience here. Um, Are you like that, perhaps? Perhaps without even realizing it, you guys are prideful at work. Maybe even here at church within your ministry. And, you know, if so, are you willing to change that? You know, as Christians, like, it's part of our MO um, to be humble servants of Christ. You know, people whose lifestyle um, represents Christ and our church. And to do so, humility is an uh, extremely essential part of how we carry ourselves. So I want to reiterate that, like, you know, may, just think about it. Maybe you're the prideful one at work. I know it's hard to admit, but perhaps that's you. Perhaps, maybe even here at church, you're getting a little prideful within your own ministry. You, you started to think you were a little better than everybody else, just like I did before. And so in that, it's like, what are you willing to do to change that? How can I change that? And so in that, I think application is super important. I think, um, you know, I think it, it's always been a big part of um, when I, um, you know, used to be the youth leader even, or whenever I got up here um, to speak, And I think application is super important. We learn the message, we take it into our hearts, we understand it, and then we apply it to our lives. You know, like I always say, my words are useless if you guys don't start applying it to your own lives. It's going to go one ear right out the other if you don't really, you know, put it in your heart and start acting it out when you exit the building. Not just here on Wednesdays, not just here on Sundays, but when you leave, when you go out into the world, We're ambassadors of Christ, right? We're lights in a sea of darkness. And so we really need to apply this. So in this case, how can I be more humble? How can I be a more humble servant of Christ here at church or even if you're not in a ministry at church? By the way, if you're not in a ministry at church, you should join one. But maybe even in your workplace. So... How can I be a more humble servant of Christ? How can we apply that to our lives? Um, I'm going to leave that to our discussion questions, though, when we split. So please do discuss. Please do talk with each other. I think that's a very important part. And that's like one of the special parts of being here on a Sunday, or not on a Sunday, on a Wednesday service, is that we can discuss the message that we've um, you know, t- taken in afterwards. So really do discuss that. I want to emphasize that point. The questions that I have um, wrote down, written down should help you to do so. So let us summarize. Romans 12.3. I'm going to read it one more time. For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you to not think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. So, one more time. Measure of faith. God has given you a measure of faith, a resource, not saving faith, a resource in which he has given it to you so that you can fully serve the Lord in the capacity, in the role, in the ministry that he has given to you. So, we know for a fact that the measure of faith that he has given us, we are able to utilize that perfectly, the perfect amount, is what God has given us, to really serve him. Next, serving God with humility. Like I said earlier with my own personal struggle, um, serving in the back, as early as last year even, do not start, you know, getting a little prideful about um, how good you think you are, because I I tell you, you're not as good as you think you are, probably. So... (laughs) Um, You know, really understand that we are all serving alongside each other um, to serve one God, to serve one purpose and to further his kingdom. So, yes, like I stated, being a pastor has a much larger impact than, you know, being the floor sweeper. However, pastor is preaching for the Lord and they're sweeping the floor for the Lord, serving the same God. So do not grow prideful in your role. Next up, humility builds each other up. You know, compliment each other, pray for each other, honor one another, help each other out, show love. Um, Like I said, building a good work culture, you know, at your jobs, building a good work culture is super important to, um, you know, making sure that, you know, when you go to work you're going to enjoy that if you have good work culture you have nice co-workers good work culture you're going to enjoy going to your job for the most part same thing goes for church if we have bad church culture no one's going to enjoy coming here on certain days on Sundays no one's going to like coming here if we have bad church culture so if we build good church culture um, and that starts with humility so with humility, starting with humility, we can start building a culture here within our church on Sundays and Wednesdays and just every single day that we're here. We can build an environment, a space in which, you know, people here feel welcome. They feel like they can grow closer to the Lord here. There's brothers and sisters here so that know that when they're feeling down, there's people to support them, to pray for them, to show love, to give compliments, to honor them, and vice versa. So, with that being said, I think that's it for me. You know, a nice little 32. Oh, about to be 33. I hit your time limit, Pastor Joe. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, you know, I think that's it for me. Um, Like I said, you know, be humble. You know, sit down, be a little more humble today. You're not as good as you think you are. And God, but God got you. So, be humble within your ministry. All right, <laughs> let us pray. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this night, Lord. Um, we thank you for bringing us together, um, once again, Lord, as brothers and sisters, Lord, to just um, taking your word, Father God, uh, Lord. Um, tonight, uh, I just want to thank you um, for speaking through me, Lord, and helping me to prepare your message tonight, Father God um, Lord, it it was a really eye-opening experience for me, um, just really being able to reflect on my time, and I, Lord, I just thank you for that, really opening my eyes, um, but Lord, um, with that being said, I also want to lift up to you the congregation, um, that was here tonight, Father God. Those who were here and able to um, hear Your word tonight, Father God. I pray that You open their hearts, Lord. I pray that they were able to fully take in Your message tonight, Father God. Um, help them to realize that humility is the first step um, into first step to build a good church culture, Father God. Help them to realize that humility is super essential. Um, When it comes to living our lives for Christ, showing and living a lifestyle that just really reflects you, Father God. Um, So Lord, I pray that um, tonight um, my words just didn't enter one ear and um, exit the other, Father God, but I pray that you help us all to apply um, it to our lives tonight, Father God. Help us to be more humble. Help us to serve you in a more humble way. Lord, we love you. We thank you. And we lift the rest of this night up to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys.